Hey, what's going on, Washington football addicts? Tonight is a special episode, Thursday, June 10th. We are live. Like, we are literally live. Literally. We'll be streaming into, literally, streaming into Facebook, the face, Washington football addicts Facebook group. And not Six literally like the Gen Zers say. This is actual literally. Yeah. Streaming <laughs> live on YouTube. So, we just want to welcome everybody to the show uh, as we get started here. We'll we'll kind of kick it around for a few minutes before we actually get rolled into it. Let a couple people uh, find a way to find us when they uh, when they click into the group. Um, so, fellas, how y'all doing tonight? I am feeling really good. I've got my lovely. This is Phil, by the way. If you're new and have never watched before, our names aren't coming up at the bottom. Like they normally do. Thank you, StreamYard. But anyway, I am good, and I am about to enjoy two shots right now of Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, out of these fresh shot glasses that Young Dev handcrafted himself for us. So, salute. Salute. I don't have mine. And Schlante. I'm gonna get mine out. I'm gonna. I'm literally trying to get my shit set up. But all right, personalize them all. Got see, so got the name on one side. You got the I'll podcast. Up, man. Established six five twenty. As you all know, just celebrate our birthday. That's what's up. All right. Well, let's just roll right into it. So. For those of you who don't know, you know how we open up the episode every time is we like to dedicate uh, the show to whoever's episode is corresponding with the jersey number. So, Phil, episode seventy-four. Off the top well, of my head, I can't think of any any good seventy. You can't think of any seventy-fours. There's one. There's one in particular. One in particular that's of any importance to uh, to you guys. Come on now, think, think. Seventy-four. That's a tough one. The last remaining original hog we have not talked about. George Stark. Mm, no, wouldn't have got no. it. Original hog. Original hog. And we already okay. did Schlereth and all those guys, too. Um, so, George Stark. Jerron uh, Christian? What are you talking about? We are not going to talk about Jerron Christian because he is out of here. Thank God. Um, George Stark played his entire career with Washington from 1973 to 1984. Yes, he was not with the Hogs too terribly long, but he was part of that first Super Bowl team under Joe Gibbs. Uh, he was right tackle uh, exclusively throughout his career. And uh, midway through the 1973 season, he picked up the starting role at right tackle and did not let it go until he retired in 1984. Um, Stark was never a pro bowler, uh, never an all pro, just a solid, dependable right tackle, but he was a smart businessman because he was the one who created Hogs Incorporated. So when the Hogs formed in 1982, when they were given the name and everything else, and there started to be a buzz around the name, he figured instead of letting the team start creating merchandise and things like that, we'll create our own merchandise. 
we'll get ahead of this game so that we can make some money. Remember, it was 82. It was a strike year, and they're striking over low pay. So it's an opportunity for, for them to make more money for the players to market themselves and to keep the money from that marketing through all the appearance fees and things like that, that they would do as a group. As those five all went through Hogs Incorporated, and that was George Stark's idea. So that man was a trailblazer in the uh, sense of players taking control of their destiny, their marketing, and self-promotion as well. That is what's up. <clears throat> hey, we we, uh, we got the first comment already. We hardly even started. Um, here we go. Toen Redskins. <laughs> Apke will get cut. <laughs> I don't right know. Apke's, Apke's out here. He's going to be the first white white boy to start a corner since Jason Seahorn. Y'all some haters. Yeah, that's Apke. true. That's Des boy. Apke's and I got a comment from uh, Washington. Who's talking now? Tell me you talk too much. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Rodney. All right. Well, let's get right, back, get right into it. So quarterback battle. You know, last last year, Ron made a mistake. He's saying it wasn't a battle. It wasn't a competition. This year, everything is a competition, right? That's what he says. So what do y'all think about the word competition? What does it mean to you? And what does it mean when he says competition? When we have Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, and Steven Montez floating somewhere out there in the ether. So, Deb, what do you, what do you think when he says it's, it's, it's a quarterback competition? It's, it's open. What do we feel about that? Uh, it's not open. That's how I feel. Um, yeah. It's not open at all. It's, it's pretty much going to be Fitz's job to lose, which I get it. Um, if you thought it was a – if you thought – Haneke had a chance to win the job. Why wouldn't he let Haneke start and let Fitzpatrick uh, win the job from him if he thought it was a real competition? That's what you would have done, right? Since he already knows the system, you would have gave it to Haneke and told him Fitzpatrick to win from him? I mean, I figure that's normally how you would do it. But when you bring in a free agent that's making, what's he making, like $12 million? What's he getting a year? 10, ten. With, the, ten with a riser at 12 Right. You don't. That guy's not sitting on the bench, man, unless, unless you beat him. So you think Fitz is Fitz is the number one? Yeah. Okay. I think fair enough. One. But I think if Haneke gets it, he's going to take the job. I've always said that if he gets in the game, it's over. Yeah. What does that What does that mean to you, Phil? Competition can't battle. Um. Really, the competition should be as to who's going to be number two. I, I think so. Here's the thing. All right. This is our media at work. All right, and I keep hearing. Guys like Kevin Sheehan, and I think Galdi even said this once, um, that our media market relative to, relative to other East Coast markets isn't a very tough media market. And that's true in that it's not a tough media market. But there are some definite weasels in our media, and they love to stir the pot. And then when things go wrong or things go awry, it's, Oh my goodness, how awful. How did it happen? How did it get this way? There are guys who do that in our media. Um, and then they do things like jersey burnings and, and celebrating quarterbacks getting released. So, shots fired. But anyway, uh, you, you brought in Fitz. Now, Fitz isn't in on a tremendous contract, but he is making five with the possibility of making six times what Heineke and Allen are making combined. The money itself says it's his job to lose. 
Thank you. What's Heineke getting? Like four million? Heineke's getting Heineke got one point. He's getting like one point two five this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you and make up a good Kyle question. Phil, so eight hundred thousand. So that's two million for the two of them. If Fitz makes his twelve, he's making six times as much as they are. I mean, really, we already know it's neither one of them. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. That's all right. <laughs> All right. Hold that. Hold, hold that. We're not on that topic, topic yet. <laughs> hold that thought. So, so Dev, Phil brought up a question. Number one, number two. Who's number two? So, you know, we I talked about this on Manny's pod la, last last night. Me personally, I think number two is Taylor Heineke, and only because I think I still think Kyle Allen will be the quarterback next year. I hate to say it. Them, them dudes love Kyle Allen. I just I fearful. I fear for my life. No, nah, I think I think one, a whole one, new one, dude. That quarterback next year, if we didn't Heineke, it's gonna be a whole new dude, man. Yeah, every Heineke's playing well. They're getting there's flashes about him. The beat writers talking about he's he's hitting people, he's athletic. Uh Kyle Allen, I think he might even start in the pup, man. I don't know if they're gonna just stash him, but I don't know if they would dress three quarterbacks each week. It just doesn't make sense. And they love Kyle Allen. So um, who's the number? So you think you think hockey's number two, Dev? Yeah, yes. okay. Phil, who's number who's yeah. number two? Right now, I'd say Heineke. And, and you know what? I love this. Uh, I, I love that. Um, <laughs> I'm reading Rod's comment here. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. I love the fact that we're getting all these wonderful camp reports about Heineke because I want to know that if something happens to Fitz, we have a fantastic backup to come in. I hate having garbage backups. We've had garbage backups for a long time. I want to have good backups. I want to have depth at every position, including quarterback. And Heineke gives us depth at quarterback. And this is a good thing. But yeah. let's also remember Heineke has been played has played for four teams and has been cut four times. Fitz, yes, he's been on every other team in, in, in the world. But he makes the roster and he starts. He's been brought on for the last two teams to act as a mentor to a younger quarterback. He's trusted by coaches in the league. Heineke yeah. has been trusted to sit on the bench and to carry a clipboard. And and Rob brings up a good point out in out in uh Indiana there. Is could Fitz be could I think it's going to be legit competition. I wonder what Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick cap hit hits if it's released. Could he be our Matt Flynn? Could Taylor Heineke be our Russell Wilson? Found out next on the next WWF Addicts podcast. The reason I'm reading this for the for the audio audio crowd. But yeah, that would be crazy if if we brought in someone like a Matt Flynn, i.e. Ryan Fitzpatrick. And it turns out Kyle and Taylor have it. I mean, it, you know, who knows? The, I, I I think though, no matter what, I think there's a great chance that Fitz will be uh number two by mid uh, week five, you know, our fan base, we clamor for the backup. doesn't matter who it is, how good they are. We scream for the backup quarterback. Uh, the first sign of stress. Y'all wanted John Beck. Yeah, that's right. We'll move him. So, so our last topic, when, when, when we, when we started talking about Aaron, Aaron uh, quarterbacks, the Aaron Rodgers drama just will not go away. It will not go away. He hasn't reported for camp. Jordan Love is not looking good. The Packers are in a mess. So we talked about this a couple weeks ago when the first crap still flew. Would you take Aaron Rodgers? And if especially if it, if you had to pick up, you know, $40 million cap it. Dev, let's go to you. 100% I'd take uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, would. 
Yeah, 100%. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. I'll take Deshaun Watson. Uh, whichever one of them they're going to give us, I'll take them. Y'all crazy. Like, you you going, you can't do what, – what was the saying? He said you can't do basic things, basic people, or you can't do big things with you basic people. can't do people. epic things with basic people. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. That? Right. Deshaun He's Jackson. Right. He was right. I mean, you can't do basic – I think our defense is, is not basic at all. Last year, our offense wasn't even close to basic. Our defense is extraordinary. I think it has the potential to be extraordinary. Our de- our offense was not even basic last year. We were a, a vanilla based offense. You knew where we were going. You knew what we were going to do every time. They just had to out execute somebody to win. But I think that I would take Aaron Rodgers in a heartbeat. I don't know what I'd give up for him. It'd be anything more than picks? No. I wouldn't give up Sweat and McLaurin, whatever that stupid deal I seen for Watson. Somebody posted two first. Uh, pick for McLaurin and uh, Sweat. No. I will give up some picks, though. So, I'm not talking picks, though. So, it's going to cost $40 million. Yeah. Give or take. Right? Yeah. It's it's $40 million you, for you, every starting quarterback, though. That's good. Not, not, not necessarily for their first-year contract. But if you sign him, think about what you're not going to be able to sign in the future. That's, that's all I'm saying. Well, you're not going to be able it's, to sign. He's only got, what, two years on his contract? You're not going to get a Montez Sweat. You're not going to get Montez won't be able to use him in a contract two years. A Deron, so Deron Payne or, or John Allen. You're not going to get. The only, John Allen's the only guy I worry about on that one. But we're projecting under the cap next year anyway. That's what I'm saying. We can get rid of Landon and come off the books next year. Landon will come to. off the books. Hey, right. it's a, we a twelve million dollar uh, cap savings if Landon comes off the books in 2020. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win now. Fuck all this winning four or five years from now. I want to win now, man. This is some bullshit. I don't want to win six, seven I years. I totally from now. get it, but here's the conversation I need to have with Aaron, probably through his agent. When we draft your replacement, because we have to draft your replacement. No, don't have right there. Some point next year or the year after, some point before your contract expires, we're drafting your replacement, Aaron. Are you going to pitch this same little bitch fit that you did when they drafted Jordan Love? Are you going to do that? I don't think he was so mad about getting Jordan Love. I think he was so mad that we have all these holes on offense and guys we can't resign, and then you go draft Jordan He was Love. mad about Jordan the- Love, too. That he's, He was mad about Jordan Love the minute they drafted him. That yeah. is a well-known fact. And you know what? Rodney. Here's the thing. I get it, all right? You're one of the best – you were one of the best human beings to put on pads and a helmet, step under center, take snaps, and throw a ball. Get it. Totally understand. Man, I'll tell you what's going to happen, honestly, and, I, uh, and y'all going to laugh. I can't, we, we can't have – we don't want to inherit the same problems when we have to draft his replacement as Green Bay did. Man, I'd and rather have their replacement. The, and, that's, and that's the problem I have. The other thing is um, – I like what Rod said. Rod just put in a comment. He said, Rodgers would be cool, but the Packers have to take Fitz, a third, and a second-round pick next year. Cool. I mean, look, Julio Jones went for pretty much bargain price relative to what people thought it would take to get him. So, you know, maybe draft values are starting to come down a little bit. You know, I guess inflation hasn't hit the the, uh, the trade trade route. Um, in the NFL so far, but no, 
Um, there's so many issues with this Fitz thing that makes me say, or, or sorry, with this Rogers thing that makes me say we have to be sure that we're not going to see a repeat of this situation in two years. Yeah, to me, it's a culture thing. I think Ron's building. We know what we're building. The all the build, uh, the building blocks, the puzzle pieces are going to be in place, and all it's going to need is an insert a quarterback who's not going to cost you forty million dollars. I.e., someone on their first year deal or a Kyler, Kyle Allen or a Taylor Heineke. So, uh, we we got another comment from. Uh, I know this is this is old Cody. You know, it's his Facebook user, but I know I know that's Cody. Um, who is who is your surprise cut? And who is the starting O-line? Um, it's a good question. Surprise cuts. So let, let, let's th- think about where, where we are deep at, you know, wide receiver, secondary. Those are the two deepest positions. Uh, as far as surprise cuts, I, I don't know if, if, uh, if any of those will be deemed surprise you know, I, I don't. Y'all think of any surprise cuts? I, I don't. I don't see any shockers. Agg Agg getting cut would be a surprise, just because you don't cut a guy you drafted out in the second year. But I think it could happen, just like I think Steven Sims is going to get cut. I think Isaiah Wright's going to get cut. Yeah, Sims getting cut would be the closest thing to a surprise, even though I think we've all said it at some point in time that that dude's getting cut. To be honest with you, I, I don't. I mean. That's all. I Sorry, this is I'm, trying to think, I'm, I'm really trying to think. Uh, I think what's uh, what's the left tackle that played left tackle for us last year? Um, Lucas. Lucas. That, was, that would be a surprise, but I can kind of see it happening. If they keep playing uh, Charles at, t- at tackle, and he's also playing there with Leno and uh, the guy we just drafted. Cosme. Yeah. Why would you yeah. keep four tackles? You know, I, I think he might be out because of that. But I, I'm wondering if they're not going to really play uh, Charles at tackle. He's playing guard. Well, yeah, if, if one of those the, tackles are intercha- interchangeable, then then you you keep them. But yeah, my, my apologies on that because it came up as Facebook user. That was Jason Donaway. Sorry about that. Um, Cody, let's look at your comment. I think the wise move is to just see what the, what Fitz does for us this year. Let's get a true gauge of whether or not we are actually one quarterback away from. I'm guessing you meant to say from from winning. Um, not not the Marine Corps, but well, yeah, we, we feel you, man. Hoorah. That's, that's yeah. Well, I really, didn't say who's y'all starting. Who's y'all starting offensive line? Y'all didn't say that. Well, that yeah, that's, that's the next pick. Go oh. ahead, Phil. Starting offensive line. Um, this is so tough because there's so many position battles going on here. Um, Ruye is going to be your center. That's that one is set. Um, Sheriff, unless something happens, which I think the surprise move is, we may see Sheriff traded. Um, that's my 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 dark horse move we make during training camp. Um, but I but as it stands, Sheriff at right guard, um, Chase Ruiz center, Cosme at right tackle, Leno at left tackle, and Wes Schweitzer at left guard. I, I know they're going to see Charles every chance, but Schweitzer played so well, and I've seen pictures of the first team offense with Schweitzer in at left guard. So I think it's against his job to lose. I agree with you. Exact. I agree with the exact same lineup. And I think that the only way Charles starts is if they trade Brandon Sheriff. And I think it's possible. Well, here's the other thing too. If if Schweitzer looks good. Eric Flowers is on our roster. Exactly. 
somebody somebody's got to go. And that's the thing is that you can't keep thirteen offensive linemen. If you keep if you got to cut one of those four guards, who are you cutting? though? Is, is it Charles? Is it Charles at this point? Charles is the one I've played. Here's the thing: I'm not on the coaching staff, but Charles if, is the one I've seen least amount of. Well, if you if you see Charles, if you got Charles on your team, I'm, are you just playing him at tackle to see if he if he can play both? Then maybe you cut someone else. But if he only can play guard or only can play tackle, do you keep him? And that would be that would raise a larger question: Why the fuck did you get rid of Trent Williams then? You know, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Bruce Allen, man, that's that's that ship is saying. Nah, he, Bruce, Bruce Allen. Allen didn't get Bruce, rid of him though. Bruce Allen didn't get rid of him. He could have yeah, still. Bruce Allen, Bruce Allen poisoned the waters to an irredeemable point. Man, they could have easily kept uh, Will, uh, Williams the next so year and trade him for a trade deadline for more than the fucking fifth. Hey, look, Jason, is, this, is this Jason? Jason, Jason, Jason he said, line. Yeah. See that you know and, what, Luke? Uh, here's the thing: who can play? Who's our okay? I guess we're keeping a. We're keeping a. I agree, Cody. We're keeping a, um, 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 What's the guy from San Diego State? Um, I can't remember his name. We drafted him last year, Keith Ismail. We're keeping him as a backup center. Then don't know because I don't think anybody sure. else. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree well, with Cody. Cody, Jones made it, Cody Jones said, uh, Sheriff has made it abundantly clear that he don't want to play here, so let's get fucking rid of him. I mean, I agree with that. I, I, I want Sheriff to stay here, man, but he don't want to be here. I'm not willing to pay a guard 20 million a year, bro. That's ignorant. I that's no way. Remember, I just hate the fact that we went from doing, uh, as Galdi put it, the, uh, the Kirk Cousins cha cha cha, to now we're doing a Brandon Sheriff cha cha cha. Offensive linemen should not be doing anything close to a cha cha cha. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mo- moving on to the next topic. Um, one of my favorite positions outside of uh, outside of quarterback. Let's talk tight ends. Let's talk tight ends. So we got Logan Thomas. We got Bates. We got Samus Reyes, and I think Tamarick Hemingway. Not Tamarick Hemingway. Yeah, we do. Um, we got Hemingway. Hemingway and and uh, uh, Ricky Ball. Jones. Ricky Seals Jones. So, M. Ball, Marcus Ball, or we Ball? cut him? He got cut, cut last year. I don't know if he came back, but I'm counting five. Even if we just say five, right? Okay, we say five. Ball's not making. Ball's the sixth man in that group anyway. So, Dev, question for you: How many well, do we keep, and who are they? Tight ends. I think we keep three. Okay, I think they're going to be uh, obviously Thomas and the guy we drafted. What's his name? Bates. Bates. John yeah, Bates. and Ray's. I think we keep another one on practice squad, though. But I think that's the guys we keep. And I'm the reason I think we only keep three, and it's possible to, but I think we keep three is because I think we're going to keep maybe an extra DB or an extra receiver than we normally would. That's the only reason I think that we would keep three. So you think we keep, well, three, three active? Three, period. Okay. Fair I enough. It's going to be interesting to see who the 52 guys are. Um, but I'm still banking on, I think Bates is his name. You said, right. I, I don't know. I'm horrible with names, but yeah, Bates, he's, Ray, he's showing some crazy talent in camp, man. Plus, plus you draft, you don't draft a guy and cut him. We haven't, you almost never cut a guy. You draft almost, it almost never happens. Unless you know, it's so, Jamie Newman. Right. I'm, I'm sure something's done. I'm sure. Something's Wayne Haskins. 
Yeah. So that's so Phil, year, though, not in count. Phil, who are you? What's your tight end predictions? What do you think? Well, I'm, I'm going to say this: the two. I say we keep three. The two locks are going to be Bates and Thomas. Um, Logan was just so impressive last year. Um, definitely, he outplayed my expectations. Remember, I, I think I said that. I said, look, you give me three, four catches and 35 yards a game, Logan, I'll be happy. And he gave us more than that. So you keep Logan, keep Bates. Um, so the question is, do we go with Reyes? Do we go with Hemingway? Because we, we liked Hemingway last year from what we saw of him. Um, mostly in his blocking, he only had one catch. Uh, or do you go with uh, you know someone like Ricky Seals-Jones? Um, that's your battle as to who's going to be the third tight end. And all my, my heart says Reyes, my head says Ricky Seals Jones, and that's what I'm battling between. One of those two is going to make it. I just Hemingway Jones. I think Hemingway is going to make it over Ricky Seals Jones. I don't know because Ricky Seals Jones has he has more of a resume. He's done more in this league. Hemingway right, was a guy they brought in from Carolina, or had been in Carolina because they needed another tight end. But you see, the 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 thing I have with with it is that you always want to keep a developmental guy, and that's what Ray fits in. Then the next guy you want to kind of be a guy that's been around and knows a little stuff. I get that. But in this case, you have a rookie who's not really a developmental guy, I guess, because he seems to be a legit tight end. He's not having to learn a new position or anything. But I think that you could get the veteran leadership and experience from Thomas, even though Thomas doesn't have a lot, to be honest. It is tricky, right? I don't know the right matchup, but I do I do think they're going to keep three. Let me put it this way. Yeah. If they feel really good about Thomas and Bates, they'll keep Reyes as a developmental project. If they think those two, they can they can get by with just those two if they need to. Reyes got to keep, keep Reyes. Because Reyes isn't just a, learning a new position. Reyes is learning how to play football. Yeah, for me, I, I, I'm, I'm going with Logan, Bates, and – Seals Jones as the three, and then Samus Reyes on the practice squad. But what we don't know, what are the practice squad practice squad rules? Because they were last year, we had COVID. Can they stash veterans on there again? Can they not be touched? And uh, let's go to Cody Jones' comment. I watched a ton of beasts and talked to some hardcore Boise State fans. Ton of ton of them around here. We must be in the Midwest. Oh. That's right. You are. He's they all Montana. screamed that that Bates was the most criminally underused player in their history. They're screaming, watch out for him to be a stud. And the, and the word was that that dude doesn't drop anything. Right. So you know what? My personal, like me, I don't I don't want a 1,500-yard receiver. I don't want a 1,500-yard running back. I want two tight ends that will just wreck shit on the field because you can't stop it. You go out and you're two tight end, two wide receiver, a single running back, and then you know you could split into Gibson, and now you have mismatches across the board. We've never done that. We had the opportunity to do with Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis. Never right. did it. Yeah, very Thank frustrating. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and Rod says uh, Thomas Bates, Sammy the Bull. So he's going. He's going. He's going those three. So ooh, yeah, ooh, I ooh. think Reyes just has too much potential. You have to. You if you're not going to put him on the 53, he's going to be on the practice squad. He's not going. They're not going to send him 
kicking. Honestly, that would be a surprise cut to me. If that happened, that's my surprise cut. If Samus Ooh, Reyes, Reyes gets that's a, that's a surprise to me because I believe that dude is either practice squad stash or on the 53. Man, I don't Sammy, think Reyes, 53. Sammy Reyes is going to be the next uh, Marco Mitchell. Everybody love that dude. He never gets it's why just going to be he's going to be the next uh, Haneke. Everybody loves that dude. You never is going to rest in peace to yeah. the Hawaiian quarterback too. We had yeah, yeah Colt Brennan. Yeah, yeah same uh, way. Like a folk hero and never played. Yeah. Like Sean Gilbert. All right. So the next the next topic that's been in the news, and, and like I said, disclaimer, we're not we're not talking politics here. Um so vaccination is an issue this year, right? We're coming out of out of COVID, we're coming out of a pandemic. Some rules are still in place. Teams were limited last year, right? But a lot of these COVID rules are still in place. What they can and can't do in the facilities, what they, how close they can be, proximal access, stuff like that. And there's rules in place for those who are vaccinated and those who are not vaccinated. And this affects players and it affects coaches. And some teams are much higher than others and some teams are way down. But I believe the bottom line is the teams who are vaccinated at a higher rate will be able to do have much more freedom to do things the way they want to do things pre-COVID as opposed to the teams who are not vaccinated. We're talking like Zoom meetings versus in-person meetings, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, with that being said, you know, Montez was vocal about it. He said, you know, and Ron brought in a a, a specialist to talk about, you know, the benefits of, of getting it straight up, not from the internet, not from TikTok, you know. So, the word is out there. They still get to make the decision for themselves. So, Phil, what do you, what do you think about all this whole... Uh, uh, vaccination protocols that they're laying on the uh, the NFL. They're private business. They can set those protocols for their employees. Period. Um, <clears throat> that's and that's perfectly fine. Um, look, anyone who knows me knows I'm the first person to say you know to, to, I I preach the right of the individual to do as they please. Um, but at the same time, your employer has the right to say hey you need to do this or to stress that you do this. Obviously, they're leaving it up to players to make that decision. Nobody's being forced to do it. But I think the goal they want to get to is like 85% vaccinated. Right now, the team, uh, as of yesterday, was around 50. All the coaching staff is vaccinated, um, including Jack Del Rio. But uh, people thought that he might have been one of the ones who isn't. But he is. Um, and Montez Sweat didn't say flat out, I'm never putting that needle in my arm. He just said that he... Feels like he needs more information. Whatever. If he feels he needs any more information, then let him seek out that information. You know, it, it, in, in the end, it's his choice. Um, that's that's a nice uh, beer koozie that Steve has, koozie. by the way. For those who can't see, it's a little Washington Nationals jersey beer koozie. But anyway, simply put, it's that's his. It's his. It, okay. We hear this all the time. It's his body, his choice. And I do believe it's your body, your choice, no matter what you're doing. It is your body. There you go. That's my little uh, spit out politics right there on a specific issue. Take it for as you will. If he wants to hold out until he feels comfortable with it, that's his decision. It is new medicine. There are reasons to say, hey, don't feel so confident about this. I want to know more. I want to see what happens in the longer term. All right, cool. Cool. Whatever. It's really not a big issue. It's just that 
because somebody said, hey, I'm not going to do this. And really his reasons for saying it didn't weren't really convincing to me. I don't think he's fully informed himself. Um, to be honest, I just think that people should just leave him alone. I know it's a great point for people on Twitter to run to the one camp or the other and virtue signal and run and pick a side. No, there's no side to pick on this. It's his decision. Let the man live. You know? Yeah, what do you think, Dev? Man, I don't give a shit. I mean, I, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, they no one got no one got vaccinated last year, and we didn't have anybody catch it. So maybe just keep being safe like you was, man. I I got vaccinated. I don't know if you guys did, but I've been vaccinated since April third, I think. Um, yep. I I did it because I have a you know disabled son. I like, he's you know high risk. I like to visit every day, so that's why I got tested. Not so much for me, but for him. And um. Yeah. So if you if you don't want to get tested, I get it. Just wear your mask and be considerate considerate to other people. And it seems like they have been doing that. So to each his own, man. I don't, I don't think it's about the personal choice. I mean, I think it's about that if you if you don't, then the team will be limited. And I think it's it's the coach. The coaches aren't trying to say you will. They're just trying to make their operations as easy as possible. And the easiest answer is to be vaccinated. But that doesn't yeah, necessarily you, mean you that be a good teammate, that's the man, right answer. Time. If you want That's to be a not good a good enough reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly, I mean, exactly. But if, but if you don't want to be, it, but but if you, again, if he's not comfortable, if, if he's not comfortable with it, people aren't putting themselves in that position. If you're not comfortable yeah. with something like that, would you do it? Right. 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 I get it. I, I I totally get why. Now, I got closest friends don't get the shot. Look, I don't. I'm, and I'm speaking as someone who got who got vaccinated, and I got my second shot weeks ago. Actually, over a month ago. So I went and got vaccinated because I felt comfortable with it. I just because he isn't. All right. Well, that's if, if others want to convince him to be more comfortable with it, then he can have those conversations with his teammates, with the coaching staff, with whatever experts they bring in. And apparently when that expert came in, there were apparently a lot of people were asking questions. It was a really good dialogue, really good back and forth. And, you know, that's a good thing. Bring in nonpartisan, non they're, – they're not on one side of an issue. Or they're just people who have facts. They say, this is what this is. This is what this isn't. Yep. And go from there. That's all you need to do. It's it, But in the end, look, if, if the goal is 85% and he's the one guy who keeps him from 100%, we're still at, what, 98? I think we'll be okay. Yeah, he said. 50, he said half the team hasn't taken it. So why are we just focusing on sweat? Well, I mean, no, because they haven't gotten. Not every. They're saying half the teams receive both shots if they're getting two. Yeah. So some guys maybe have one but haven't gotten the other. Things like that. All right. So moving on to the next topic. Uh, speaking of of Montez Sweat in his position as defensive end. After the loss of of old RK ninety one, old Kerrigan Kerrigan the goat, Nash, uh, the Washington football team leading sack sack leader, Trader. What do you What do y'all think about? Yeah, going to Philly. I, I have to turn my back on you now, <laughs> old Goodfellas style. What do y'all think about the defensive end position? Because I'm gonna tell you right now, outside of Chase Young and Montez Sweat you will struggle to know who any of these dudes who have the defensive end label 
next to their name on the roster. So can so and can I and I just play can I and I just play a little defensive end? Maybe I and I just I can know. play. Um, I mean, Sweat, I sweat I mean, I, uh, I'm got what, six sacks last year. Settle. That's like a third defensive tackle. Yeah, but we're talking about defensive end, just strictly defensive end. I'm just saying that means we're going to get a pass rush regardless. I think. I think we'll be okay. Well, here's the thing. Apparently, Shaka Tony's been playing some defensive end and has been de- playing really well. I liked Shaka Tony coming out of Penn State and Penn State guy, so I'm a little biased. But, um, you know, they got some young guys back there that are using his depth and developmental Junior, pieces. Junior Gallette's available. That's right. No, no, no. Junior Gallette gave me the Heisman shove when I tried to get him on this podcast. There, I aired that out. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not rooting for him to come back to this franchise. I signed Junior and his belt to play defensive end. Man, we got <laughs> we got all this, man. I fuck with Junior, man. I like. Him. Well, let me let me read these names to you. All right. William Bradley King, I believe we just drafted him. Jalen mm-hmm. Jelks, James Smith Williams, Montez Sweat, Shaka Tony, Casey Tuhill, Chase Young. At least right now, those are the people on the roster playing defensive end. And they might be, you know. Well, Tuhill played a little bit last year, too. Yeah. But doesn't that scare you, though? Imagine if Chase Young tweaks a hammy. Then what? Well, you know if I mean? one of these young guys is playing well, and I'm hearing that a couple of them are, I'm not worried. Yeah. But this is just camp, no pads. It, it is a little scary, if you ask me. Uh, it, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a little – you get a little eh, – when you think about worst-case scenario. But, I think, like I said, I like Shaka Tony. Um, I like John Smith Williams. Who is he? There's so many guys with hyphenated names. It throws me off. James, Who's he? James Smith Williams. That's the guy I think is going to be there. James Smith, there. yeah, that's that dude I've been hearing buzz about too. That they think that he could be a really good contributor off the bench as a rotational piece. I think he's so. Um, and William Bradley King is really raw. Like he's really talented, but really raw. Um, so yeah. if they can develop him, like they develop some of these other raw players, I'm not worried. Yep. So moving on to the rookies. In minicamp OTAs, we're hearing a lot of talk, a lot of buzz about some of our rookies. You're hearing, you're hearing some, some nothing about some, and you're hearing a lot about a few. You know, you can't get enough of ben, Benjamin St. Juice. That dude's everywhere, everywhere. And right now, the, they said that John Kahn said that he's been lining up opposite of Kendall Fuller, not even, not even opposite of William Jackson or even in the slot. He's lining outside of, he's lining opposite of Kendall Fuller. So I don't know what that means, but Benjamin St. Juice is getting all kinds of burn. He had three picks in three days off of Fitzpatrick. That's scary. That was Derek. That was Derek Forrest. Was Derek, Derek Forrest. I'm sorry. The juice has been, too, but not, he's been blanketing Terry is, is the latest that we've heard that we've seen. And that's, that says a lot, you know, he's making, he's making a splash. Um, and then you, you've seen some Deami Brown foot, you know, quick. Look, got good he's wearing number Look. two. I think he's wearing number two. Six, but look, six, man, two, look, I'm gonna bring y'all back. I'm gonna bring y'all back to earth, man. Look, last year, a guy named Troy Apke started free safety for about the first three or four games, man. Imagine how nice this motherfucker was in practice that we didn't get to see because we on cameras in practice because of Corona. He must have been just like Juice and all them guys and getting all starting buzz, and he was terrible. So y'all talk, everybody here talking about, oh, Juice, he's he's gonna play good. And the, the other guy, you said, what's his name? The safety, uh, uh Derek, Derek Forrest. Ford. 
Yeah, everybody's like, oh, he's gonna be, he's he's nice and all this stuff. I mean, imagine how Jesus like Abke must have been last summer. I don't think he was. I no, just don't think they had anybody else. Yeah, come on, they had Sean Davis. They well, they had Everett. Sean uh, Davis played like they had Everett. They had Everett and Reeves, and they both look like starters in the NFL. When they got a shot, Abke still started over them. So you can't say, well, we don't we didn't have nobody. We didn't have, no, we didn't have nobody. Well, we didn't have nobody, but we had the dudes on the bench that was better than him, obviously. We had other people. I'm just saying, yeah, man. I, I just want to bring y'all back to earth, man. It's probably going to be Curl and Landon starting safety. So, I mean, y'all can talk about Forrest all you want to. It's probably going to be the guy we got from Cincinnati and Fuller at corner. So y'all can talk about the yeah. new guy all you want to. But that's what it's going to be. is not playing free safety. I'm going to tell you that Definitely. right now. But Earl isn't he is too not good? playing is he... free safety? He's going to be a nickel safety. He's going to be playing closer to the line. He's going to be a hybrid. Him or Landon I mean, will be our our hero back. They'll be like a hybrid linebacker safety. We're in subs 90-something percent of the time anyways. So who gives a shit? What I'm saying, the dudes on the field the most is going to be them. Unless they get hurt. That's the way it's going to be. But then, then at free safety, you have a battle. You have Jeremy Reeves. You have Derek Forrest coming on. At corner, you've got depth. St. Juiced, I liked St. Juiced coming out of college. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, we took him too long. I, like, no, I thought Derek no. Forrest was strong safety anyways. He no, he's, not, he's, a, he's, he's playing free, dude. Hmm. He's covering. He's out there. He's out there doubling on receivers, not tight ends. He's coming from. He's a, he's a free safety. He's very rangy. He played both at Cincinnati, but he's free. I hope, um, he, I hope he balls up though. I ain't gonna lie. I hope they all ball up, and make the team. But you know, it's it's really a big stretch to think that dude's gonna come in and take the spot over a guy who's you know got Pro Bowl potential at corner, like just well, off the street. Like I've, well, I've here's the thing. Here's the thing with Saint Juiced. Do you know? I think he's kind of his his elevation. Maybe pushing my man Jimmy Moreland out of the picture, and that may be my surprise cut for you right there. I don't think they you cut know. Jimmy Moreland, but he might not start. I don't know if Moreland even makes the team. He doesn't start anyway. You mean let's start talking about well, Yeah, nickel or dime, yeah. But that, I mean, like I said, yeah, we're in yeah. subs, we're in subs 90% of the game. So that's a starter. True. True, true, true. Um all, all right, right so what what do y'all think about we we talked about tackles earlier, right? We talked about depth on the defensive end line, and we talked about we didn't really talk about defensive tackle. Okay, so the man up due up for a big contract soon. The first one is Jonathan Allen. You know, he's going he's going, I think he's going into his fifth year extension. Fifth year. So all signs I believe are pointing to He's he's going to get signed. I don't even know if I'm spelling his name right. He's going to get signed, right? The problem is, what is what is that going to cost, and what does that mean, Dev? What what does that mean? It will one will he get signed, and two, what does that mean for other defensive tackles and and salary purposes? He's going to get paid. I don't know if he's going to get paid. You know, twenty two million like Aaron Donald, um, but I can see him getting. You know. Kenny Clark or, you know, Chris Jones money. Kenny Clark got 17 mil. Chris Jones got 20. I can see it, you know, especially with that 40 million sitting there next year. I can see it. Then you're going to have to worry about Deron Payne in about two years after that. Yeah. Then and you got to worry that's about Ionitis. And then you got yeah. to worry about Settles. 
that's the thing I was talking about. So if you sign Jonathan Allen to a big deal, I don't think he's worth top five money. I no. think maybe top top seven. Uh, but but he's not worth Aaron Donald. And the problem is his numbers don't show that, right? His numbers don't show that. His advanced metrics kind of show that. Hey, what's up, Big Simple? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining the show, man. We yeah, we lit. We lit over here. I'm all, I'm off um, for just starting uh, uh pain and ionitis and keeping settles cheaper. I mean, yeah, I, and yeah. I love Allen. Or I'm, I'm whichever one's the most expensive. That's the guy I I would be okay with getting rid of. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't I don't think there's a there's that big of a gap between pain and Allen or ionitis pain or ionitis and Allen. I don't think there's that yeah. much of a gap where if I lost if I had to pay one. 13 to 14 million and one 18 to 21 million. I'm gonna get rid of the 18 to 21 million guy. Yeah, Personally, it's almost the same way we're gonna have to look at it at guard. Like, we'd love to keep yeah. Sheriff, man. 20 million, I can't do it. I could get two of yeah, you. Well, 18 <laughs> is the, the basement for him. He's making 18, so right. you can't go below 18. And you know right. what? There is not one guard in the NFL who makes 18 right now. Man, if he that's, gets that's, franchised that's again one. next year, if he gets franchised in, next year, it's 20, it's 21 yeah. million. That's what I'm saying. There's no way it's going to happen. You got it. You're going to have to trade him or cut him, man. Or he's going to play for, he's not paying for less than 18. You got to pay that dude 20. Yeah. It don't make sense. What do you think about John? Now, if if you were to pay, if you were to pay him 16.5, he would be number seven amongst defensive tackles. So do you Um, give, do you give give Payne 16.5 next year too? You can't. You're going to have 30, you're going to have $32 million at tackle. You can't do that. It all depends. Here's the thing. Let's be real. They got to keep two of the three. Yeah. All right. They like like Allen the most, I think. I do too. I think so too. I think they see Allen as a de facto captain. Even if he doesn't have the C, he's still a leader on that team. And if you look at all the pro football focus metrics and everything, he's one of the best defensive tackles out there. I would start at like a 16-5 if I was trying to negotiate with him. Where are you yeah, going to start with Payne next that year? Puts him, look, that puts him ahead of Cameron Hayward, puts him ahead of what? Javon Hargrave. What are you going to get Payne in a year or two then? Well, it depends on, depends on what he does this year. Man, if he falls off of it this year, then he loses some value. This This is a game you have to play. At the end of the day, though, they they have to do whatever they can to keep both Allen and Payne. I would let Ionitis walk. Peace, dude. Peace out. Man, I think he's better. Either one, and I don't know. I think Ionitis. Sometimes Ionitis is better than two of them. Yeah, we don't I know. He was injured last year. We don't. I'm know talking that. about before that. Before that. Yeah. So it's yeah. a matter of really this year is a great audition period for Ionitis and Payne. Whoever yeah. plays better, man. I think play, so. And here's the thing: if they play at a similar level, whoever's cheaper. But if they play, if one dramatically outplays the other, then there's your answer. Settle's got more well, sacks than all of them. Yeah. Think about that. Well, when you when you settle cut, only plays a certain percentage of snaps, he comes in fresh, and he still got more sacks than all of them. It helps. Ryan Kerrigan you, had a bunch of snaps coming in on only fifty or a bunch of sack. Yeah, he was getting he had like five sacks in the first half of the season, playing fifteen snaps a game. If he gets what I'm trying to say is if Washington gets rid of that's if, if Washington plays one of those guys 18 million or some crazy number like that to play tackle, it's gonna be whoever gets the 18 million and then settles in about two years. Fantacle. 
That's what it's going to be, man. I'm just letting you know. It's going to be Settles and whoever they pay $18 million to is going to play tackle. Well, look at the other thing here, though. All right? After after that, that number seven mark right now, you know, it goes – let me read this off to you. It's Aaron Donald at 22 and a half. DeForest Buckner at 21. Chris Jones at 20. Kenny Clark. Then from three to four, you drop from 20 to 17-5 with Kenny Clark. Then it's Fletcher Cox at 17-1. Grady Jarrett at 17. Cameron Hayward at 16-4. Then you drop again another $3 million to number eight to DJ Reader at 13-250. Every one of those guys are pro bowlers. Allen's not. Every one of those guys are pro bowlers. Allen is not. That's, that, that's that's what I was saying. Is is he's he he doesn't have those numbers. He's not a pro bowler material. So hey, what up, Fred? Him, looking for looking for big head hot rod. <laughs> if he pays Rod's, eighteen million to a dude that's not a pro bowler, what are you gonna pay to a dude that probably will be might be a pro bowler? Hey, to answer Fred's question, Rod is still dealing with great value internet at wow. his hotel, so he couldn't make it to the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, we're not paying. We're not paying Brandon. Fred, not no. <laughs> We've hey, already Fred paid, said, Brandon. Fred says I'm paying pain, whatever. Not breaking up this defense. I'm with you. That's my opinion Look, too. If you, I, I agree, you, I agree if with you that. Can, here's the thing: if you can somehow do a package deal and keep those three guys for thirty million, you know, uh, an average of ten million across the board, Man. fine. That's as that's as what, high as I'd go. One of them by laws of average. If we have a number two, let's say we have a top five defense this year, which I think can happen, right? Chances are we're not gonna. They're not just gonna be one guy making it to the Pro Bowl and the All Pro this year. They're gonna start celebrating the other players, and I guarantee it's gonna be one of those guys. And if my eyes aren't fooling me, in my in my mind, I think Payne is the most talented one out of all of them. I think Ioannidis is probably the most productive. But you're saying, but the only unfortunate thing about this is, is that Allen is going to get the bigger contract right now because he's first up. It's not because Payne he's is also the, other the most inconsistent of the three. Right. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If they pay Allen $18 million or some crazy number in about two years, it's going to be Allen and Settles at tackle, dog. Look, look, look. We can put Allen at number 10 at $12 million, All right. And he could say he's a top 10 defensive tackle being in terms of salary. Man, and a lot of that, a lot of the salary thing is, and we've talked about it before in this podcast. It's not a matter of are you the best. It's are you first to get signed. Mm-hmm. Is it your turn to be up? Yeah, doesn't have, you don't Dak have to be the Prescott best. is not the best quarterback in the NFL, but look at the contract he got. Yeah, true story. True story. True story. That's why Sheriff gonna get twenty million. <clears throat> not from us. No, he's gone. Bye, Brandon. See you later, bro. I'm telling you, when we cut Landon and then we cut um, Sheriff, I, you think you think Landon's gonna get there's, cut? Yes, there, this year? your money to next year. Next okay, year. he'll be on the team yeah. this year. For all we know, he's going to tear his other Achilles this year. Because you know why? When you tear one, you usually tear the other. That's just it's science. That's not, that's, not even, that's not even right. That John Wall, Junior Gallette. I mean, name name your person, D'Angelo Hall. It, it happens. It's just natural. It's not no fault to the person. But I hope Did that doesn't D'Angelo happen. Hall fuck his Achilles up getting pizza box or something. Making pizza in his home. So he says. I told my kids about just put uh, getting out of my bed, stepping on the shoe. Yeah. Jeez, bro. Jeez. <laughs> That's an old man yeah. shit right there. Yeah. Went, went to went yeah. to work, man. I went to work. It was like partially tore. I, I thought it was just like a severe ankle sprain. It was killing me, man. I ended up going to the emergency room. It's like, yeah, you partially tore that thing. Yeah. And I am my osteochondrial, whatever. I don't even know what that is. 
But it it's whatever. I think it's what holds on the Achilles or whatever. Yeah. Oh, All right, fellas. Well, let's let's shut this one down. Uh, we kept it to under an hour. Uh, Phil, who you got for your shout outs tonight? Shout out to everybody who has contributed to the comment section. So it's going to be Jason Dunaway. It's going to be Cody Jones. It's going to be Fred. It's going to be Rod, who couldn't make it. And um, I'm missing someone who uh, – shout out to Cody yeah. Jones for saying that Dev's been training with Bruce <laughs> Allen's trainers. No, um, man. <laughs> God, who did I miss? I missed someone else in the comments. I've been training with Hainsworth. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> we had one, one dude from uh, we had Toan Toan Redskins uh, from the Toan Redskins. No, on, someone on else too. I'm missing two. But anyway, shout out to Hainsworth too, man. Shout out to that dude. Um, you got a kidney replacement, man. You yeah, hear right, guys? Hear about out. that? Shout big out. simple, big simple. Four twenty-two. Yeah. That's what I forgot. Shout out to you as well. Shout out to everybody yeah. in the attics, but shout out to those who showed up tonight to leave comments and to contribute. Yeah. We do first this one of ma- first one of many. What you got, Dev? Shout out to the child support office for taking double out my chick. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But now, shout out to Rod. Obviously, shout out to all the guys who won the uh, fan award, like my man Phil over here. Um, yeah, man, representing ambassador. representing the WFA clan very well. Extraordinary, um, right? I'm an yeah. FAN and a WFA clan. That's right. But, um, I'm, oh. not, I'm not going. I, by the way, my darkness will not allow me to go with any member of clans in our name. So we got to. I'm gonna change that now. It's gonna be WFA gang or something. Gang gang. We'll call gang, gang gang. The addicts gang gang. Well, yeah. Put this way. All right. I did four shots of whiskey for y'all tonight, so I'll sleep well. Yeah. There you go. I got work hey, what, what cup did you use to do your whiskey shots in? Ooh. As I said at the beginning of the pod, these custom-made Washington Football Attic shot glasses that were made by Mr. Dev Shears. That's me. There you go. Hey, Jason, thanks for uh, hanging out, bro. We really appreciate, appreciate yeah, the comments a pleasure and the interaction, too, man. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, we, uh, we'll do it next time. Maybe get one of you guys on here to, to, to join us. Uh, my shout-outs, yeah, shout-out to Rod out in Indiana. He's working. Couldn't make it. Um, and, and, and hopefully, you know, as we get closer to the season, we'd like to do this more live, live, live thing more. Normally, we do the, the canned recordings, but having the interaction is, is, is pretty freaking sweet, so – uh, we appreciate everything, and uh, you know we will continue to try to do the best we can, bring bring some good content, and we love we love interacting with everybody, and and we're just like you, we're we're no different, we're just fans who who like to do this, and and we really appreciate everything, and keep the group hopping, Demar, Daisy, Lamar, Bland, Cody, you guys are just you know keeping the group live, and and we it's just it's so awesome, it's, it's on cruise control now, so um, really appreciate, and, and I'll be honest, some of y'all been. Putting up some semi reckless stuff, <clears throat> Marcus Davis, <clears throat> and <laughs> I can't respond because I've been on a thirty day Zuck ban. Yeah, so I come off of that tomorrow morning. Oh, he's been posting Red Bull stuff every day. I don't know what you're you're missing it. Red Bulls, Red Red, Red Bulls is still a thing. No, it's not. <laughs> we are not letting Red Bulls I'm going to tell you this right now. This is for everybody. Everybody who supports the name Red Bulls, Cobras. One last bit. That died when 
I looked at the people who were Red Wolf supporters and vocal about it and did not get selected for the Fan Ambassador Network. When I saw that all these dudes got rejection letters, I knew that name has died. Put shots, shots out there and shit. Shot, 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 we're gonna be the football be team. So I, I like, I like it though. I like football teams. Y'all trip or club. You be whatever. killing them. You be killing them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Asian fab. The Asian fab is over here. F A B O. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good times, good times. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Hopefully, we'll have Rod next time. And it's been a pleasure and uh, appreciate all the interaction. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Always, as always, you know, like, comment, subscribe. Feedback is always important. If you think there's something we should do, do better. Let us know. We got thick skin. We're just trying to be better at this. If you tell us we're messing up, think we should do something different, let us know. I mean, it ain't like you're going to hurt our feelings because we, we do this for fun and we just want to you know, do this as best as we can. So we don't we have to love you guys. criticism, but if what you say is total bullshit, I will tell you to shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then I'll mute him and then we'll be good. Right. <laughs> All right. And now get for a year because I'll have said something not nice. Yeah, you're on probation. You gotta be on your P's and Q's, Phil. You're a fan ambassador now. You gotta you gotta walk differently than everybody else, man. You gotta stay on your P's I know. and Q's. Between 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 being this fan ambassador program and me being one strike away from a one year ban on Facebook, um, I gotta watch myself a little bit. Right, That's right. Shout out but, to Great Value Value Internet once again. <laughs> Everywhere, Suave Internet, Michigan Swamp Water. Let's go. Peace. <laughs> Peace.